Ahoy, mateys. This is Adrienne Barbeau, your nightlight, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And yes, genius, you can call me Billy. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that celebrates the entire catalog of C. Wright Mills. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're continuing our exploration of higher education and horror as we get pulverized, traumatized, and hospitalized <laughs> by 1984's Splatter University. Dun, 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 dun. And you do not have to major in sociology to listen to our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All in your blessed dumpster hole. Do not put that in your search engine. I am afraid of what will come up that will put you on a special list. Blessed be the swank. And speak, speaking of a specialist in swank, uh, you can find us out on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on the Book of Face where we again have an events tab, which again leads to shenanigans and cyber shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, August 14th, Screenland, they've got you covered. All your genre needs, all genre goods taken care of. Indoors, outdoors, and virtually. Mm -hmm. We got you covered. Indoor, outdoor, online, in home, on the go. It's right here. We got you. And if you're in the Kansas City area on Friday night, we are actually unleashing our latest Friday Night Fright. And ready to party. Do you like it spooky? I like it spooky. The way of life! (laughs) Well, our Friday Night Fright is indeed a film that is very near and dear to both Genius and myself. In fact, it was our first Patreon commentary it's Return of the Living Dead. One of the first movies we bonded over. It's our lo- love of Lovely and Linnea. And if that's not good enough for you, there are some other... And we've actually got some new horror coming out this weekend. Yes! The, the alien sci-fi horror Sputnik. Mm-hmm. That looks cool. That, that looks does. super cool. Sputnik! Sputnik. And then, of course, we do have some classics playing. If you're seeking the glow, and if you're wearing some Converse, come and check out The Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. Or Show Nuff. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. That's like John Cryer's Am I not the baddest? Show enough. <laughs> and, of course, if that's not up to your thing, uh, oh, my goodness, we had the chance. Do you remember back in the day when we got to talk to uh, the writer and uh, uh, both the guest and your next? Mm-hmm. And we had him talk face-off, and we had yes. that screening of face-off? yes. Simon Barrett was kind enough, because he is a local Kansas City guy, came in and talked right before we screened face-off here at Screenland, and that was a... Weird was, kind of conversation. It was wild and wonderful and weird. Everything you'd want with a face-off conversation. And you know what? Let's take the face off. And we are indeed going to be watching the John Woo classic face-off. We also have Godzilla versus Mothra, mm-hmm. Memento. Masurai, Masurai. I'm telling you, man, if I could have little pixie twins, like, oh, where's Genius? We have to summon him. Genius, I... Genius, and you just see me like emerge from like my cocoon that's actually like a bunch of sheets I got wrapped around my bed because I'm sleeping. And just like <laughs> why we didn't give this to Toho back in the day, they were sleeping on a franchise, my friend. Can you imagine a 30 foot genius, dun 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 dun. Fuck! And I just like start smashing things down. <laughs> you could not be contained indoors. You could only be outdoors or something like that. And speaking of outdoors, <laughs> on a Friday night, they are going to be screening the Wes Anderson classic, Moonrise Kingdom. I love Wes Anderson movies. I really thoroughly do. And that one also will be playing indoors. And in the next night, a film that is near and dear to our hearts, because we talked about it in last year's Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament, mm-hmm. The Mummy. I fucking love The Mummy. Emotep. It's, it's a classic. Now, again, that's indoor and outdoor here at Screenland. We got you covered virtually as oh, well. Yeah. If you don't want to leave the house, we got you covered there. Actually, we got you covered two days. Oh, absolutely. And so on August uh, 15th, on Saturday, we have our latest Shutter shout out. There's always room for Jallo. 
and we're streaming two Jalo films uh, off of Shutter. We are going to be talking Don't Torture a Duckling mm-hmm. and Tenebre. Say it again. Tenebre. Say it like Buck Flower. Tenebre. That's God even. Damn it. <laughs> Mama Mia, Peckerwood. Now, that is free, of course, through Shutter. But if you would like an exclusive pre show, mm-hmm. intro, trailer reel for each film, and some tickety talking afterwards with us, all you have to do is become a member of the Screenland film family uh-huh. by heading over to patreon.com slash Screenland. And while you're there, leave the tabs open for Monday. Oh, yeah. Because Monday, we're going to be doing our next Monday Mystery Movie Night with an action horror movie that answers the question, what happens if Captain America goes rogue? Well, you know, it's not a mystery. It's a Netflix party. Oh, yeah. We can announce it. Netflix, our Monday movie, Netflix quarantine movie night, Monday Netflix party. Okay, I've got to hit you in the back because I think you're stuck. That's way too much. It is... Speaking of... The guest. Yes. I can't wait. I love this movie. I love this movie so much. This has been a good one and one that I think will play nicely with a Netflix movie party. Mm -hmm. And again, that is part of becoming Screenland's film family. So again, head over to patreon.com slash Screenland. And again, that is the tip of the tier. Mm -hmm. There is so much more there. But if we're talking film family and we're talking Patreon... Hey, pallies. Since you're on Patreon, come on over to Nightmare Junkhead and be a pal. And we are in our fourth month of Patreon Perks uh, exclusive content. In fact, we just released a commentary track that is exactly what you think it is. Pieces. (laughs) With a bunch of bludos. A lot of mean mugging going on there. But we always talk about how, you know, having the podcast has really led us to a number of things. Be it just seeing some movies, meeting some cool people, going to some cool places. Mm-hmm. And what's great is when all those things come together. And we've been fortunate enough here in the Midwest. And I stress the Midwest because I definitely think there's something about people in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. And it's the kindness. It's the genuineness. And also, uh, maybe it's just the fact that we're out here in the Midwest. We love horror. And our next little Patreon pally here is not one individual, but a collective. Yes, and a collective of like-minded, rad people. If you like what we do, you will like what they do. You'll love what they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've heard them on the show before, but this is giving a little Patreon pally shout-out to our friends over at Attack of the Killer podcast, mm-hmm. which they've been killing it with content. Oh, yeah. And I should also say they also have a Patreon as well. And it's great because Mike is on there a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Given top ten lists of this snap. Being Mike. <laughs> but the best part is when Brandy sticks her head in. Yeah. And again, the community here, we all know each other. Mm-hmm. And so when you see Brandy, it's you're like, hey. Brandy! Yeah. So uh, we've been fortunate enough to have them on the show. Uh, we've seen them at Crypticon multiple times. We've been to see them at Halloween Palooza a couple of times. You heard Mike giggle when the Cannibal Holocaust theme played at our first... <laughs> Um, the Game of Games, if you remember that. He was the only one that knew yep. the theme. We were like, watch that guy right there. Exactly. But that's the kind of stuff they are. It's They are genuine. They are fun. Wonderful chemistry on the show. And they have a network as well, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, of which you can catch a number, a plethora of shows. Check out the movie, the movie Demonica that they produced. That's yeah. a very fun one with the roller skating demons and the roller rink in the 70s. A lot of guts and gore and goodness in that one. We saw it at Slaughter Movie House. And nice. uh, yeah, it's a fun one. And it's not only can you get all that good stuff, and they're really good guys at, down over there at Attack of the Killer podcast, but they're fucking rad like all of our pallies. Absolutely. And pallies, you, thank you. Thank you all to them. And if you would like us to wax your car a little or plug and promote anything you were working on, come and join our film family at patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. And staying on the theme of film family, I've often lamented, especially here this year, my 44th year of existence, I have been trying really hard to watch a new movie every night. Mm-hmm. And for the probably the first two months, I was nailing it. Yeah. But life happens, of course, and things come up, and, you know, I've been pretty good about everything. Mm-hmm. But even before then, I don't have cable anymore. I finally cut the cord. Oh. Right, right? Right. So I need that kind of, you know, content and entertainment. And guess what? YouTube provides some amazing content and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I have actually become a big fan of a number of YouTube channels. Speaking of film family and literal friends, 3B Video. Yes. Evil yeah. Dead Leaks, Rotten Roger DeMarco. A lot of great content on 3B. 
Uh, my Friday night routine is uh, the Kill Count Dead Meat mm-hmm. with uh, James A. Janice. And another one kind of just came into my rotation recently, thanks to our good friend Josh Burringer. Now, we're going to be talking, we've been talking, you know, higher ed and horror. And listen, we're fun as lecturers, I would like to think. But every now and again, we got to bring in a guest lecturer. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that this guest lecturer, you can find him talking with... Some amazing horror fans, horror actors, horror directors, horror writers, horror people in general. And then every now and then he has a couple of schlubs oh, yeah. on well, there, too. You gotta lower the bar. You gotta lower the bar. But we're all waxing nostalgic on our first horror films that we came experienced with. So please, welcome to Nightmare Junkhead for the first time from Sledgehammer Horror, Ken Sledge. Hey, what's going on, guys? I, before dude. anything, I just got to say that you just mentioned me in the same breath as Dead Meat, James A. Janice, and that is incredible. I love that guy. That guy, the work that he does, not just on the Kill Count, but with the Dead Meat podcast and all the stuff he does, he's such a hardworking dude, and thank you for including me in that breath. Oh, of course, man, of course. Well, before we officially wax your car and head to uh, Splatter You, please tell our listeners where can they find you out on social media, plug and promote away. Yeah, um, you can check me out on Instagram at Sledgehammer Horror, um, and then Twitter at Sledgehammer Horror, H-O-R, because Twitter does not allow me to be as long as I'd like. Um, ah. <laughs> thank you. Um, that, there's my joke for the day. Um, <laughs> and then obviously YouTube.com slash Sledgehammer Horror. Like the guy said, I've been so lucky. I've been able to talk to some pretty cool guests on there about the first horror movie that they ever watched. Um so it's something that we're having a lot of fun doing, and I really appreciate the opportunity. The only people I wish I could interview that I haven't had the chance to yet would probably be Genius's Pixies. Um, I would have really enjoyed the chance to talk to Genius's Pixies about the first horror movie that they ever watched. I think it was <laughs> the first time he was summoned was I a think literal so. horror I think show. That was the first like, oh, what's the first horror movie? Genius Eye, <laughs> Genius Eye. Well, a question. So, we always ask any first-time guest, and it plays perfect with your channel, is we always ask, what is your horror origin? You know, i.e., what was it that got you into horror? Was it, you know, a movie, a moment? But what was it that made you look at horror and go, I can get into that? Your horror crime alley. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it's kind of a boring story, I guess. Um, when I was a kid, my family owned a video store in the town I live in. That's fucking dope. And, um... Yeah, it was so cool, and my grandma wanted to break me from watching Ghostbusters continuously, so she brought home House, and we watched House together, and that totally kicked off my horror life, and it got so, I was so obsessed with House, you guys know, you know, I got the poster in my room, Mm -hmm. I got the t-shirt I wear all the time, Um, me and my grandma, who was my role model at the time, we would play house and i would make her shut the lights off and we would go to her closet and i'd be like at exactly 12 o'clock we open and we would always open up the closet (laughs) like act like the monsters were coming out at us and shit so um house absolutely to this day still is such a huge influence on me and um everything i do like the horror stuff it all started with house and it i think that that movie means so much to me that influenced my video podcast, my first horror movie, because that movie was so important to me. And I wanted to learn, like with you guys, I was lucky enough to kick it with you guys and talk about your first horror movie. I don't want to spoil it. You guys can check it out. But, you know, it's something that once we start talking about it and you talk about it with any guest, um, they get so into it because it's such a fond memory for any mm-hmm. horror fan to talk about what these movies actually meant to them. Yeah. So it, it's that's where mine started, I guess. The short answer house that's a <laughs> well, great way to start man right out the gate yeah. and you've mentioned it before you are a huge horror comedy fan and it makes sense yes. if you started mm-hmm. with and that's got one of my all-time favorite taglines the ding, ding dong, dong you're dead you're dead yeah and i have to imagine yeah. at that point were you a fan of cheers no man i was like five. Oh, oh okay <laughs> Because I, I, oh yeah, I forgot you're a little bit younger than us. That's right. That's right. Well, from house to that, then, was how did Sledgehammer Horror come about? Because, you know, a lot of people can sit here and talk about their favorite first horror movies, but not everyone starts filming it. And of course, not everyone starts getting these just incredible guests. So walk us through how that came about. 
Um, actually, quarantine. Um, I was laid <laughs> off from work. I was bored and uh, annoying the shit out of my beautiful wife. And we, me and my wife have always had the huge bu- – the first date we went on was to go see the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds. So Ooh. horror movies is something, you know, sci-fi horror is something that we've always bonded over. And we always – my first horror movie actually is something that me and her would talk to our friends about at parties. And, you know, she was like, we should – you know, you should do this. And she actually has come up with a couple other podcasts we're going to be doing. Um, she's really the behind the scenes person. I'm just kind of the, you know, the one that is not afraid to be on camera and have my voice out there. But I've talked to you guys about coming back on. We're going to be doing um, sequel study. The horror continues where we talk about um, a sequel compared to the original, what we like better about the sequel, what we like better about the original and kind of compare the two. Um, we're also going to be doing uh, didn't see that coming where we talk about our favorite horror movie with a twist ending that okay. really affected us. That really blew us away. And the last one we're going to be doing, which is uh, my favorite that she came up with, is called Coffee and Killers, where I will be sending you guys your own Sledgehammer Horror coffee mug, and we will sit around and talk about our favorite slasher film, rather than our first horror movie, just the slasher that meant the most to us. So um, these are all things that I'm trying to get up off the ground once the channel is a little bit more established. Uh, Just right now, I'm having, you know, I still work a day job, too. So I'm working the day job that I'm coming home and um, about to hit episode 50. Uh, nice. My first horror movie. Congratulations! So it's just been a, it's I'm ex- a lot of it is just extreme luck. You know, I've I've reached out to the right people, and I call it luck, but really what it is is you know again this horrible disaster of COVID is you know a lot of people are sitting at home with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So you know it's really I, I'm not praising COVID by any stretch. You know, my wife is a respiratory therapist, so she oh. deals with this every day. And I'm so sorry for anybody whose life has been affected by this deadly disease. But the quarantine has – I'm trying to look at the glass half full. It has helped me out a little bit. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Mm-mm. But I think that's really been what it is. People are at home with nothing to do. Yeah. Well, that's also goes to like just almost human nature. Whenever there's something so disastrous in the world, that always springs forth great art. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean like – the worse things are, the better the art and everything can represent. I mean, look at, I mean, horror is a prime example. I mean, look at all the shit that the horror movies deal with themselves. So yeah, and no, no love for COVID, but at the same time, the wellspring of just good content because everybody's stuck at home with nothing but movies to watch. Well, hell, look right. at uh, Shutter's host right now. Yeah, I mean, that is a little short horror film that was that's a literal thing happening right now with the Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. Well, yes. even like yeah. uh, One Cut of the Dead, Mission Remote. Oh, oh. That one See, made me cry again. I actually compare COVID to Jaws right now, man, mm. because you got this, you know, you got yeah. the mayor that's telling everybody, don't be scared of the water. Go ahead and go in the water. But there's a fucking shark in the water that's tearing people apart. I don't want to get in the fucking water. I know, it, so right now, I, you know, COVID to me, is, it's totally Jaws, man. Spielberg nailed this shit. But then you still have people who want to go swim knowing yeah. that there's a shark in the water. <laughs> all, all a certain person needs is a suit with all those little anchors on it. We're all sadly we're all the little Kittner kid in this situation. Unfortunately, no. Sure. We, I had a chance. They screened Jaws here at Screenland over the Fourth of July weekend, and I watched it. And much like you, Ken, I had that reaction of "Holy shit, this film plays so powerful right yeah. now." And but that's yeah. the beauty of horror and how it transcends time. That a film that is forty years old still plays as powerful today mm-hmm. than it does then, which is why I think we all love what we do. And yeah. actually, shit, can we go ahead and say it in the month of September? Yeah, we're we're diving in deep. We're actually the entire month is nothing but sharks. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, going, we're doing Hell Shark yeah, Month. I'm oh yeah, no, and we finally will talk Jaws and give it its proper due because maybe even Megalodon. Uh, we'll talk, but no, it was literally that screening that made me go. Let's do an because I I was like, we've never talked Jaws before. No, I mean, I had 250 episodes, we've never talked Jaws, which is a shame. You definitely got to go back and rewatch Jaws: The Revenge, and it, you know, oh, uh, the thing is, people shit on Jaws, and I get it. You know, it's kind of stupid. The shark follows him down, but dude, Jaws: The Revenge is fucking fun to watch. It, it's man. a slasher I have film. So much fun watching that movie. It's an underwater slasher film. It's Amsterdam with fins. It's it's yeah. it's great. 
I'm not going to say it's going to be our uh, commentary for the month of September at Patreon, but it might be. If, we, if, if it does become our over-under, <laughs> if it does become our commentary, there's got to be an over-under of Michael Caine impersonations. All right, all right. Oh, or, well. We'll blame it on Rio, we will. And I still can't tell you guys how much. I'm telling you, one of these, one day, I'm going to make it out there for an in-person Friday Night Frights, man. <laughs> like, that I, I'm so, like, every time I hear you talk about it, I'm just like, God damn it. And listen, we know we're really fortunate here in Kansas City having uh, the kind of uh, you know, theater that is doing what they can in this day of COVID. Not so- only fostering the film, local film community, but, a good but, etiquette. Keep, but keeping everybody safe. Yeah. And that's, it's been very, very tough, you know, because everybody wants to do stuff and we all love our theater, but we have to do it a little bit more socially acceptable now. Sure. And that's so true because, like I said, we all want to get out. You know, yeah. we, we all want to be around other people, but hmm. at what cost? You know, we still have to be safe. We yep. still have to be careful. Putting a piece of cloth on your face does not make you part of a Gestapo. No. So, is. you know, it's one of those things that we just all we ask, man, you know, anybody listening, please be careful. You know, don't politicize this. Just use some common sense. Right. Be oh, yeah. safe. You there- don't have to shut down the world, but you, you got to be careful. Please, like I said, this affects my family directly. So yeah. anything you can do to try to take any extra precautions, people out there in the world appreciate it when you do. So thank you for please just being careful. Yeah, if you still want to go swimming, even though you know there's sharks in the water, cool, go for it. But make sure you have all your proper scuba gear. Yeah, exactly, Shark, exactly. Sharks make sure you got in the, the water. Har- the harpoon gun. Right. <laughs> and at least the scuba mask, at least. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm telling you, if it keeps going this way, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that's the perfect. Before anything else, I got to bring up the fact that I am absolutely, when we're done with this, 100%. I wrote it down even. I am going to Google blessed dumpster hole. So I can see what comes up when I Google blessed dumpster hole genius splatter so university <laughs> i might i might make a podcast called the blessed dumpster hole where we talk about the worst horror movies that we've ever seen if you <laughs> if you go through all the episodes and write down every like my blank hole it's just this whole list of just awful <laughs> foul i never foul thought things. i'd be so excited to go examining a, a guy's hole well yeah. welcome to nightmare junk <laughs> <laughs> That's a new tier I think we'll put on Patreon. That's another time, another <laughs> hole. Ew. Ew. Man, oh man. Well, there, now that we lost there, everyone. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. Well, and, we I'm Ken 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 and I'm Genius McGee. We started talking about blessed dumpster holes. Ken's here. Hey, what's going it's, on? Uh, you know, that's either the joke is that was either, you know, a band I played in in high school or my nickname in high, high school. school. That's my nickname in high school, <laughs> blessed dumpster hole. Well, speaking of high school and to the college years, let's talk a little bit about... 1984's Splatter You, and I this listen. ridiculous. It is a definite ridiculous movie, but I want to throw it out to Ken. Um, what is your background with this movie? Was this one that you were familiar with before we, you know, threw it out to you? What uh, What does your curriculum look like with Splatter You? I've seen this movie about three times. I hadn't seen it in probably 15 years. Oh, wow. um, this is one of those movies that, like I said, we growing up, everybody goes through that phase of. Let's just watch every fucking slasher film that we can watch as quickly as we can watch them. And this is a film that, again, it's so quirky and weird. And it tra- the only knock I can say about this film, honestly, because I have a lot of fun watching this film. There's a lot. The characters are just goofy. Everything about it, you know, it's so over the top that it makes it fun. But the only knock I guess I could say about this movie is they try too hard with the red herrings throughout the movie. You know, like, that's the only thing I can really say is enough because you can watch this movie as a person that's not a horror slasher fan and still laugh at mm-hmm. how yeah. almost ridiculously corny it is. You know, and I love how they they know what yeah. they're doing with this movie. They, they didn't try to take it too serious. I mean, even the guys, you know, like, oh, man, she's, she's on her rag. How many oh. times, anytime that guy gets any attitude from a girl, ah, she must be on the rag. You know, like, it's just one of those things that it's such a fun movie, and I'm so excited. That's why I chose Splatter You when we started deciding what we were going to talk about, because I do have fun with this movie. It's not a movie that I would, you know, recommend to somebody to go watch as a masterpiece. But if you want to just 
you know, and and it's on YouTube for free right now, That's you know. It. So yeah. if you want to just hang out and not take a movie too serious and just have a little bit of fun, Splatter University is definitely where it's at, man. You could you could do worse. I don't think there's going to be a lot of think pieces on the complexity of no. Splatter University. And at the no. same time, yeah, this movie is over the top and it's goofy. And like my complaint, it's not even a complaint. It's because they know exactly what they're doing. The acting is not great, except for Forbes Riley. She did really good. She's phenomenal. But the kids, like the teens, like Scrawny Katane and all of their friends, like they were so bad. But at the same time, it was so hilarious. I'm telling you, this is this is like a slasher boner jam. This is like a slasher jam because everybody's having so much fun and such goofy, ridiculous one-liners from the teens, like. Um, Stupid teacher went ahead and got herself killed. Now I got to take another sociology class. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> like, just shit like that. And then the guy you're talking about who was always on talking about someone on the rag, first of all, he was despicable, but he was hilarious. Yeah. And his name was Wolf. But we introduced him that character where she's walking by and he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And the other girl's like, hey, Wolf, how come you never howl at me like that? And he goes, woof. Roof, like that. And I was just like, God damn, Wolf. And the whole time, he's cracking jokes. Hey, what are you on the rag? Meanwhile, that's the opposite of her problem because she's pregnant. And she, she's <laughs> pregnant. And so, like, it just gets ridiculous and ridiculous. So this movie was, you cannot take this movie seriously. I think if you tried to take no. this movie seriously, you're going to have it a time like I had with uh, Blood Rage where it's not, it's, you're just going to get angry because this yeah. movie... There's nothing serious about this. I mean, even the fact, like, okay, we're going to spoil the shit out of this if you've ever seen this movie. It's a 36-year-old sure. movie. We're good. Right? So when we realize that the killer, like, is who he is, and he gets out of the, the, the wheelchair, I was waiting for, like, tent revival music playing. Like, <laughs> he's been healed by the power of Lord. One of those shifty tent revival things. I'm not saying that all tent revivals are shifty, but in my mind, the one that he's coming out of is the shifty one. It's like the yeah. preacher might have, like, a jar full of the, the, blob the blob in the back. No, but this movie is so, so funny. I mean, like, and so mean. There was a, the kills, yeah. per, the kills per second or per minute quotient in this is Bad shit. The fact that we we open up the movie in and like a mental hospital, right? Apparently, it's Stooge University or Stooge Hospital because like that one guy with the hat and he's like poking the thing and the po- and he's like trying really hard to be ridiculous. And I was just waiting for Pagey Doctor Howard, Doctor Fine, Doctor Howard, Doctor Howard, Doctor Fine, the shock treatment area, right? I was just waiting for that, and it opens up with the killing the dick, right? Just a stab in the dick. And then he wipes it on his and he changes the pants because nobody's going to know that scene. And then Splatter University. I yep. love it. Title card. Love it. Love the way the title card just comes in. It, yeah. This has been the year of genital trauma. So if Not anything. Dick killing. Not even mangled dick. Because 2019 was the year of the dong. This is the year of the mangled dong. Shredded. Right? <laughs> well, well, a scene I want to talk about real quick in that movie, and I, it's more ridiculous now the older I've gotten, but. When the guy's trying to have sex with the girl at the drive-in, and he hears a noise, so he gets out and he comes back, and she's dead, and he's just in the back. He's like, "So you coming back or what? Are we gonna do this? Fine, I'll just watch the movie then. I'll just watch the movie. (laughs) At least he was excited about being a dad. At least he wasn't like fucking bitch or something like that, you know. I I guess that's a good thing with that character. I guess he was pretty reprehensible. Fucking yeah, he was yeah. Well, and then, and, let's talk about one more kill real quick. The girl that gets slit, not in the throat, but the girl that gets slit in the forehead. In the forehead? The half maniac? <laughs> yes. And then she gets dumped into the uh, dumpster and the people come out of the bar just throws up. If you watch that, she's flinching. Oh, yeah. it's Yeah. I Well, and <laughs> even when I saw this, um, I've got the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, which God love them for putting this out on like a 2-4K scan or whatever, but... You can truly see the seams of that scalp, which I actually enjoy because... It has character. Yeah, these movies were not meant to be seen in 4K. They need the grit and the grain of how they were shot. Well, do you remember the first... Was it the first time you saw it with me? So I was going to get back to it, Genius. What was your first experience with this one? Because I remember it was at 
Yeah, our, this, I think yeah. both of our first experience with this movie was in a theater. No, I've I, I oh, had you seen it before. Oh, I my was first a, experience. I was a USA up all nighter on that uh, one. My first experience. Uh, I haven't seen this until maybe about two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, about two years ago, right? And it we showed it on was it thirty five millimeter? That one was not. It that was, one was not. There the films two and four were on thirty five. Ah, okay, so we did a quadruple horror movie marathon, and this was the first one, and I never seen it, and this was such. A fun, fun time. And this was part of yeah. Dismember the Alamo at our now vacant uh, draft house. But what's amazing with this is then about a year later, we're at Crypticon, and our friend James is running the Vinegar Syndrome table. And that, guy, that man is amazing when it comes to selling him, having him sell someone a movie. It's incredible. But we saw these kids over there, and I saw them pick up the Splatter U thing. And he starts talking about it, and he's like, "Have you guys know this movie?" They're like, "Oh yeah, we saw this at this 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 movie marathon." And I, my ears pricked up. I was like, "Ah, splatter you!" And they looked at us like, "Oh!" And it was incredible that they saw it their first time at in the theater, and they loved it enough that they bought the Blu-ray, which speaks to this the power of this movie because it's absurd. It's yeah. silly. It's cartoonish. But like you said, it's mean. It's mean, but it's and, funny. And it contains, uh, here's a huge spoiler, but this is the thing that just gutted me, quite literally, is our final girl, who I have grown to love and appreciate throughout the entirety of this movie. Gets offed by the main bad guy. I mean, like, yeah. I was not expecting that because we're so used to the tropes where the final, the survivor girl survives. Mm -hmm. But the fact that, like, nope. Not in this one. Let me get my crucifix dagger and fuck you up, you know? And then and, and the, you find out, like, the, there's a double twist in this movie. Because the twist of who the killer is and then the twist of who the oh. killer is. Yeah. Well, and, so I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, I'm with you. When, when she dies, you're like, what the fuck just happened? But I will agree that like, there is a lot of Haven't we been through enough death? Yeah. Everywhere, and, and you know what? That's that's another thing. Notice how everybody is no, so nonchalant about everybody dying. Like not only the students with like the <laughs> my my old lady doesn't want to go to that drive-in, so uh, now I gotta find an because somebody got murdered. Now I gotta find another one, another drive-in. No, another girlfriend. I like the another movies movie. that they play. Right? Everybody's so nonchalant. Like even like the. That when she's interviewing, you know, just so I should let you know, um, the last teacher that was there died in your room. But you should be fine. We don't really take any responsibility, but we think everybody will be okay. And then she goes home to her new apartment, and there's, like, Mrs. Roper. I and, love that character. Right? I am not going to lie. That she's over there, like, you know, the last lady who who lived in your apartment, she died under horrible circumstances when she really should have just killed her husband instead. Just and she's going, laying out this whole murder-she-wrote-like plan. <laughs> just well, how she was going to off her husband. Well, and it's funny. We just come <laughs> off a double, literal double feature of some Jallo films. So, like you said, Ken, it's the whole who done it. You know, with those Jallo films, that's just a natural thing you're looking at. So, with this one, and honestly, though, as a who done it, if you watch the original trailer, which is one of my all time favorites, it's fantastic. It's got the great narration, but the trailer totally gives away the identity of the killer. Yeah, it does. It's totally in the trailer. You see the priest killing, like slashing on somebody. I've never. I'm gonna have to watch the trailer because I've trailer never seen the wonderful. trailer. Trailer is wonderful. The trailer is amazing. So many jokes in that movie. It's so many like. Well, you want to talk about the nonchalantness of this movie? What about when she's telling him that she's gonna leave, and he's like, "Oh, why are you leaving?" And she's what? like, "Well," uh, and then you got the people dying. He's like, "Oh, I didn't even think about that." Yeah, like all the murders. The oh yeah. Your mind. What do you mean you didn't think about that? It's uh, <laughs> and you know what? The fact that this movie has the balls to kill a pregnant girl. Very oh, true. Yeah. That's not, uh, not a lot of movies will kill. It, obviously, where one of the plots, one of the plot points, is abortion. Well, I almost thought we were going like a dirty dancing kind of route with this, where it's like you know who's going to put that girl in the corner? Nobody Are we puts going baby's to... body in the corner. Exactly, exactly. But this, <laughs> like Ken, you mentioned, this is one of those films that came out that there's a, probably a reason why not a lot of people have probably seen this film because it's just one of those. I'm not going to call them a cheap knockoff, but this was a cheap film, you know, in terms of low budget. But just oh, yeah. coming after Halloween and Friday the 13th, and they realized money can be made with these cheaper slasher flicks. But also, the fact of the matter is, it is a cheaper slasher flick, and you have the term, the name Splatter University, and there seems to be like almost a disdain for slashers nowadays, you know, like especially with the, uh, the quote unquote elevated horror crowd, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's almost like. 
like for example, I see a lot of this debate on um, online where, like, oh, if you don't like Midsomar, you don't understand elevated horror, and you're not smart enough to get it. Go back to your slashers and all that, and it's like that's not even the case. You know, you you can like both, but so it's a stain for that, and the thing that it's just a dumb slasher. And when we get down to it, it is a dumb slasher. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, there's completely. nothing, there's nothing really new. There's nothing really, but it's a lot of fun. Yep. And I think people would dismiss slashers as being stupid, but they don't realize that even the the stupidest ones are the ones that are held the gold because that's the most fun you're going to watch. The jokes in this worked. The kills in this were mean and silly. Everything was over the top. Like blessed, blessed dumpster hole. The fact that he throws his pornos in the dumpster, yes, okay. and then he blesses the dumpster, like, <laughs> blessed be the we for the Lord of the Spank, you know? My God, did we just refer to we on this show? Oh, I, oh my <laughs> Classy God. Classy well, well, you're, you're talking about controversy. Think about that. Back in, we also got to remember, this wasn't five years ago. This is 36 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you're pitching the idea of a priest yeah. murdering a pregnant lady. Yeah. You know, so you know, studios back then are like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, slow down." You know, I, I guarantee you, uh, someone saw that, and then a year later, we got Stephen King's Silver Bullet, because then yeah. we also have the werewolf killing the pregnant lady, Reverend Werewolf. Yeah, no, it's it's yep. all sorts of nutty and crazy like that. But everything works in this movie, and like mm-hmm. I found the, myself the Reverend, the Reverend Werewolf from Silver Bullet. <laughs> that guy always scared the living shit out of me. Yeah, and that. And the people under the stairs, he was the dad in that. That guy is, he is a huge traumatic event for my childhood, man. Why is, I cannot, I'm blanking Rupert on McGill. his. McGill? Thank you. There we go. Everett McGill. Everett McGill. I knew it was a McGill and I knew it was either Rupert Everett or Everett Rupert. Our powers combined right. here. All of us here, we will summon yeah. up the, the Everett McGill. Okay, so this movie fucking cracked me up. Multiple, multiple, multiple times. I mean, and then like belly laughs, belly laughs. More so than student bodies? Way more so than student bodies. I mean, this is almost, <laughs> it was almost like a fun parody, but like for one of the things was, um, hey, you got any uh, protection? Oh, you mean some prophylactics? Yeah, I put one on about uh, two hours ago, getting ready for it. Okay. Yeah, when I was waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, and this is when, and then when Scrawny Cotain was trying to like seduce uh, Father Mean Mug, and then just like, <laughs> I cracked up the whole time because the whole time he's like, mm. and she's like, I don't know what to do. Here I go again on my own, right? And so, <laughs> it's just so much. And then I don't know what it was supposed to mean, but it cracked me up. I think because I added my own joke when, like, when when Julia is getting like scared and like she gets that mysterious package in the mail and oh, she yeah. opens it up and it's like a bunch of like religious pamphlets and stuff. I was ready for her yeah. to go say, watch Tower again, right, or something like that. Because, like, it was all this, like, religious propaganda. That would have worked in 84, especially, because I was like, no, nowadays kids would be like, wait, what's the Watchtower? Mm-hmm. What is this? Are you talking about Battlestar right. Galactica? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back to the dumpster porn, because, <laughs> honestly... <laughs> I want to go back to the dumpster porn. God help me, that's me doing it. Yes, we will do the, the blessing there. Uh, God, what you all don't see is we're all The, the blessed blessing. dumpster porn. <laughs> Testicles, testicles, wallet, and watch, baby. The blessing. The blessing. I need an old dumpster and a new dumpster. <laughs> but back you in just, the day. Did you just Christmas vacation? Yeah, oh, of course. The, the blessing. blessing. <laughs> you got to do it with the teeth. You got to do it with the point of the teeth. It's the cat. It was the cat. I'm telling you. No, it was because back in the day, we and I, I discovered it myself, that illicit pornography that you would find in the woods or disheveled, we now know it's from priests that it's have gone bad, or or some sort of or like weird sexual killers, potentially. So yeah. is it is it tainted porn then? Oh yeah, it's Ooh. unholy porn. It is unholy. Well, well think unless it, he blesses in it. In fairness, if it's well, we, that, that's also if it's we and Swank, you probably it's shouldn't anyway. Google. No, nobody Google tainted porn after this either. That's oh, another no. one. That no, we leave alone. We're this the, put, do not put this episode in your search your browser. Tainted porn. <laughs> Sometimes like I awesome, feel like that sounds like an awesome to... '90s punk rock band. What's up, guys? We're tainted porn. <laughs> well, music. We're the Sandys. The uh, the composer of this uh, film, Christopher Burke. Did that not give you a chopping mall vibe? Very much so. Like the whole time oh. I'm that's chopping mall music. 
But I actually picked the uh, this one up on vinyl. They actually put the score out for Splatter You on vinyl, which we live in such a blessed age where they put the score for Splatter You on vinyl. Do they have the shenanigan phone? Like, because it's not quite saxophone, but it's like more jaunty for shenanigans. It is. It is. They have shenanigan phone on mm-hmm. there. It's a good one. It's a good one. Now it's you know, but you were uh, Ken, you were showing the uh, the Creep Show Two vinyl that you have again. Such a crazy day and age where that exists. Yeah. I mean, that is just one well, of I mean, those things. Here's this is my baby though. When it comes, I love the Creep Show Two vinyl, but when it comes to my baby on vinyl, it's this one right here. Ah, yes. Oh, nice. Yes. The, Evil uh, Dead Two for the people listening. It's um, that's something that I'm a huge collector of vinyls and. Um, my buddy at Cream Tangerine Records out in California, Parker Macy, he is the man when it comes to finding um, horror movie soundtracks on vinyl. And so getting those scores on vinyl is just, I'd rather have that than the actual soundtrack. You know, I love the scores of movies. That's something I've always been a fan of. And I've talked with you guys about how there are some movies where the score is more iconic than the mm-hmm. film itself. You know, Jaws. Everybody knows the Jaws score. Halloween, everybody, you know, Star Wars, the Imperial March, everybody knows, even if they have not seen those films. And that's how powerful a score can be to a film. So I'm so appreciative that you guys are just as much into it as I am because it's hard to find people that appreciate the score as much as they appreciate the film. Well, in hell, we even, uh, within the, the Kansas City area, there's another podcast called From and Inspired By that is all about scores and soundtracks. And, I mean, there is a thrive... Uh, Tony Giles uh, from The Record Room, another one, that love, genuinely love scores. And the score for this one, I like it because it does have the Chuck Serino chopping mall vibe, mm-hmm. but it also has mm-hmm. that, this worked in Halloween, we need something synthy. And they have a... And the sinister, like, yeah. beat, bum, 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 like you're running. Yeah, yeah and then it's that... I just, I don't know what that is, but... I've always just dug that. That's almost like just comforting for me. But I know for some people, it may not work. But for me, Christopher Burke killed this. Um, I, I keep going you know, that back we got to... lost on there here a little bit ago. Um, we were talking about how the upper echelon of horror fans kind of shit on slashers. Well, I want to take you back because I get a lot of shit because my favorite horror movie franchise is Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I think Scream is one of the most perfect horror movie franchises out there. And these people in the upper echelon of horror, you know, oh, with the got to be super smart horror. I want those people to go back and look at the horror movies that came out the two years before Scream and the horror movies that came out the two years after Scream. And you tell me that this slasher film, Scream, did not completely rejuvenate and revitalize the horror genre in general. Right. I mean, you could say, like you were talking about Midsommar and all that, but <laughs> I appreciate those movies. But I don't want to go into a horror movie and have to overthink every fucking thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what horror is about. They're good movies. Again, you guys know me well. I don't bash any movie. If mm-hmm. you're out there making art, congratulations. Sometimes it's not for me. Yep. But yeah. for you to go out here and shit on slasher films, you tell me where this world would be without uh, Psycho, Halloween, Friday the 13th, right. Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, Scream, Texas Chainsaw. These movies influence more than just slasher films. I mean, Psycho itself, Alfred Hitchcock, look at what he did with the twist on Psycho and the score. Mm -hmm. You know, like these slasher films that these upper echelon people want to shit on because they're the hoity-toity horror fans. You know, it just it irritates the piss out of me. They're like the guys that will tell you, oh, well, I liked Green Day when they were still punk rock. Fuck you, man. Kiss my ass. Yeah, that's I I, I'm glad. You enjoy what you enjoy. Just yeah. you don't no need to trash don't others. Need to shit on other things. But this right. to me, you don't have to be an elitist about fucking everything, man. No, like, yeah. just you know, put on American Idiot and vibe. You don't have to shit on Green Day because they're not playing four chords at the speed of light anymore, man. Put just on, sit back and have a good time. Put on Splatter University and have a fucking ball. You uh, know, have a ball. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. No, this movie don't is... overthink Splatter University. Just sit down and have a entertain yourself. Yeah, like I... we talked. I believe it was us three that talked about Jason X. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. like is Jason X a cinematic masterpiece? No, but, but is that movie a it. lot of fucking fun? <laughs> right, absolutely. You know, anytime you get to see Jason Voorhees kill David Cronenberg, you can sign me up. <laughs> I'm all for that. Yes. 
no, for me, Splatter so Universe. I'm glad that you guys feel the same way I do about Slashers, man. Like, that means a lot to me because I love you guys. You guys are good friends of mine. I get to talk to you guys, and that's meant a lot to me that I've got to connect with you guys and become friends with you. And having differing opinions is always fun, but when we have the same opinion about something, it's always really cool. So yeah. I love the fact in the horror community, we can have differing opinions and still have fun with it and argue about it in a fun way. It's not a Trump versus Biden argument, no. you know, where we're going to end up killing somebody, but we can just have fun with our arguments about the horror community because it's still a family. So, oh, absolutely. you know, being on here for the people that don't know, this is my first time I've ever been invited to another podcast. And I've told these guys, this means the world to me because I love these guys and everybody listening. Thank you for tuning into these guys. Please continue. They're so much fun. Such great down to earth guys, even when the mics are off. So I really appreciate this, you guys. Stop, stop. <laughs> no, here, I, here's Remember, check, your, your my check bank is in the mail. Number is six four zero. Right, exactly. Zero. zero. We'll PayPal you soon. <laughs> well, the, the, it's coming. It's coming. No, actually, I talking about like our love of slashers, and we all agree like Scream is a top tier slasher. Halloween, Psycho. Yeah. Then you got the next level, the the next tier. But I think Splatter U. That's one of the not a bottom tier, but no, because it, it's too fun to be a bottom tier would be. Yeah. shitty and not fun. Well, let me ask you this, because you recently, we all recently, Genius and I at least, had a chance to experience the Mutilator for the first time, which is another one of those just slashers that not a lot of people are aware of, but is just so much fun. I love the Mutilator, and I love Madman, too. Yeah, yeah, and there's a whole thing of them. So my question to you all out there, um, Genius and Ken, what would you recommend to any of our listeners as some, not next-level slashers, but something that they may not be aware of? A la the Mutilator, the Prowler, something along those lines. Mm, Intruder is fun. I have not seen Intruder. Intruder is cool with Bruce Campbell and uh, Sam Ra- uh, Ted Raimi. Yeah, is That's that a, a slasher? Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. Um, it's a slasher in a supermarket. Um, and Slashing prices? Ha-ha! <laughs> And that was that was not. I would recommend Splatter University. I keep wanting to come back and talk about like how funny it was, like because you know I love horror comedies, and this was almost this was a horror comedy to me, and not in the vein of like student bodies where it's making fun of uh, the slashers. It's more of the lanes of scream where it knows that it's funny. For like for example, (laughs) and I I have to keep going. uh, uh, When. They're like, hey, nobody's coming to the movie theaters. $9 for two people? That's crazy. Why is nobody coming? And she comes up, because they suck. And then goes back and like, blowjob joke. Right? And then the, the, whole, the whole bathroom scene, when you can actually hear her taking a shit, and like the, the killer comes right in and like kills when she's taking a shit. Like, you don't get a lot of funny bathroom humor. And when... <laughs> and then like, oh no, I'm so shocked. There's a... There's a dead body in the storage closet. Supplies, you know, and just. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it was so funny. I found myself like laughing the whole movie, not being scared, not like, ooh, this is good tension. Now, I mean, it's a good slasher because the kills are really fun. See, I I don't think the kills are all that creative in this one. No, but they're fun kills. No, they're not. No, they're not. But they're like, okay, let's dispatch Twani Katane or Squani Katane by like slicing her up or let's let's kill somebody, let's slash somebody in the dick. There's a lot of general trauma in this one. Uh, The hair of, uh, is that Scrawny Katane with the red hair that you're Mm -hmm. talking about? Her outfit that she's rocking at one point and her demise where she's got like the leopard underwear over the black yeah. spandex with like the baseball shirt. I mean, another time, another place. Yeah. I guess so. It was, but it's memorable and it's fun. And it's one of those that again, well, you know what? I guarantee you out there, someone has written a th- think piece on this because they can look at maybe the Catholic aspect of it. Yeah. The, uh, the mental health. Yeah. All the, like, oh, when she's, when she's the teacher and she doesn't want to answer any of the abortion questions, yeah. you know, and then she gets the talking to about the abortion, you know, like stuff like that. But you were asking me about a movie I'd recommend one that I'd recommend. And we may think, you know, us as horror fans that this is, you know, widely known, but I can't tell you how many people I've talked to have never seen or heard of Tucker and Dale versus evil. Mm. Really? That's, that's saddening. No, you know what? It's glorious because they get to they watch it for the first time. The first time, dude. I, I consider that a total slasher. Like oh, I absolutely. totally. You don't have a you know the killer, but the way that these people are dying is totally slasher esque. You know, it's, but it's one of those. And then they have you know they have the crazy twist at the end. You know, hillbilly redneck. But I 
uh, I think this is, an, it's in my top five favorite horror comedies of all time. You know, I, I would probably put it at either number three or number two. There's no way anything will ever beat Shaun of the Dead. But, uh, you know, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, if you guys have not, it's on Netflix right now. I believe it's also on Hulu. If you guys haven't seen Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, this is a movie you definitely have to check out. And you're right. I'm bummed at the amount of people I talk to that are like, I've never heard of this. I'm like, dude, this is, it's such a brilliant movie. It's, it's literally a series of unfortunate events over and over. <laughs> and it's made so fun, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it, that's a movie I would strongly recommend to anybody that hasn't seen it. That's perfect. And let me ask you this then. Do you think Splatter You and Tucker and Dale vs. Evil could work as a double feature? Yeah, I do because you but know I mean, it, yeah. for, for two different reasons. Yeah, you know, like Splatter U is almost like you were saying; it's almost meta. Like they know what they're doing is not amazing, and they know <laughs> that they were just there to have fun. They're- While Tucker and Dale, that is very. It's it, it's almost. Oh no! Oh, the horror airplane. Air about all these unfortunate things that are happening. There's no um, over-the-top comedy going on. It's just, it's funny because of how serious they're acting about everything. Yeah. it's. I think that this is definitely, this needs to fall, Spotter University needs to fall under horror comedy because if they weren't trying to make it funny, they wouldn't have added so much funny jokes. Oh, funny. And the fact that they had to add jokes in it because the original runtime for this movie was 65 60. minutes and they had to do another 25 minutes just to make it up right. the code. So that's why you have like the jokes. That's why you have like multiple like shenanigan phones. Hallway that's, scenes. That's just why you weird. have another great joke. It's like, you know what? I know that you're suspicious of Mark, but you really need to be careful. And she goes, I'm always careful as she like bumps and bumps in her car into the and curb checks everything. Like that's hilarious. That is prime <laughs> jokes. That's why this happened. Yeah. I think they know exactly. They're like, yeah, we don't have the biggest blood and we don't have the best story, but we got some funny jokes. And so you you know what? If well, and this is a movie that you can watch and you know watching this film that the cast and crew had a fucking blast yeah. making this movie. This is a movie. Yeah, there's some movies you can watch where you can just tell that they weren't having a good time. But this movie, yes. you know that the minute that camera stopped rolling, they were having fun. Everybody was relaxed. It was a good time. And that comes off on the movie. It really, to me, speaks to me. You know, like, I want to enjoy this movie because of how much fun I can see the cast having right now. Well, you know that, that uh, drive-in, the diner that they were at? And the drive-in, the drive-in's no longer there, but they premiered the movie at that drive-in. At that drive-in? For all the whole cast and crew. That is so awesome. Yeah. That is super I cool. I bet you it was $9 for a person. <laughs> How come nobody comes? How come nobody's coming? Because they suck. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> I am genuinely happy to see the reactions of both you, Genius, and you, Ken, had with this, with this screen. Because it could have gone multiple ways, potentially. And that's, I think the beauty and joy of the podcast, of Sledgehammer, of just the interaction of people that enjoy these things and getting a chance to talk and just the gush sessions, so to speak. Question, real quick. Okay, so the original title of this movie was Thou Shall Not Kill. Which ties in nicely to the religious aspect. But I don't... But I think... I think if they went by the name Thou Shalt Not Kill, like they would get a lot more people watching it, but they would get a lot more people disappointed. Because I think with the name like Splatter You, you know what to expect. True. With the yeah. name like Thou Shalt Not Kill, that could be like an 824 title. That could that be was... Don't Torture a Duckling. That could be God Told Me To. That could be like the Vatican tapes. That could be like the re- something religious horror. And although theoretically this is religious horror because it has to deal with a killer priest. And we end with a literal, you know, bleeding crucifix, basically. Right. Sure. It's still, Thou Shalt Not Kill is not a good name for this movie. Splatter no. University is. Just like Killbots, I yeah. think, would have been a better name for Chopping Mall. So, That's I don't it. know. I totally get it. I totally get it. It's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. But. What do you think? Would you think any of the, both of you guys, would the change name, would that have the effect on maybe because. Oh. I think this is one of those underseen slashers. You talk if you talk to even norms, even some seasoned horror fans, like name off some slashers. They're gonna name off Freddy and Jason, and then maybe yeah. go a mutilator or Funhouse and deeper dives. I would go. This would even be third, fourth tier. That's a hell of yeah. an impression then that this movie made on you, man. So like, I mean, 
so for me, like, listen, I I treasure this movie because of the splatter you aspect of it. Because again, Ken, when you see the trailer, you couldn't make the splatter you trailer with "Thou shalt not kill." Right. It does not work. It just it all is organic. It tells splatter you what it needs. You. It's perfect. Yeah, I I. I could, I would have watched it, but I would have gone with different expectations. So I totally agree. What do you think, Ken? I, I agree with you because what you were just saying is what I was going to bring up. Thou shalt not kill. That gives it more of a serious horror vibe rather than Splatter You, where you you hear Splatter You and you know you're in for a fun horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know that you're not going to have to be thinking too hard when watch this, but thou shalt not kill. If I hear that, I'm going into this almost as a insidious or conjuring type. I'm going to get freaked the fuck out while I'm watching this. And it's going to be a super religious horror movie with maybe some exorcism type aspects to it. So I think it's brilliant to change the name to Splatter You. And I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I'm telling you, the minute we're done, that's my next stop. I'm going to go downstairs and grab some Sketty, and I'm going to watch the trailer to Splatter You. And then I'm going to watch Steve Wilkos with my wife because that's what I do with my life. You know what? That's a good life, my friend. And you know what? My life is only better having you in it now, Ken. So in all seriousness, no final thoughts here before we wrap things up. Check it out. It's free on YouTube, free on Prime, probably on Tubi. Um, it's great. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And then we'll... I, I Yeah, no, I, I'm a huge fan of this movie. Um, it's one of those movies that, like you said, I can put it on while I'm doing editing or I'm hanging out with my friends and we can just let it play. We laugh. We get enjoyment out of it. And that's why we watch movies, guys, to be entertained. We were talking again earlier about the upper echelon of horror fans. And something that I've talked about on my channel that we've talked about as well is horror fans are such a community that we have horror cons. You don't get rom-com con. (laughs) You don't have people dressing up as Ryan Gosling from The Notebook and going and, you know, trying to meet people at cons. You know, so it's one of those things where this is such a tight-knit community and Anytime that I can talk horror with you guys, I am so happy to do so. And again, it's such an honor to be here talking about Splatter University on a Thursday night in Michigan. I, there is nothing I would rather be doing than well, hanging out with you two dudes talking about Splatter U, a movie that I absolutely enjoy. And you guys definitely check this movie out and pay attention to the subtleties and the smiles in the facial expressions during death. Those things will really make you appreciate the art of this movie. Now, now you realize that when people are going, they check out Sledgehammer Horror and everything that you're providing, one of these days, one of your guests, first film, horror film, you know it's going to be Splatter University. And what Dude, happens that would when... swell my fucking heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would probably be a three-hour... I, I was lucky enough, Calvin Reeder um, from VHS, his first horror movie was House. Oh, wow. So that, to me, was just like... When I got the email, I was like, oh, you're you're coming on now. Like, this, <laughs> this is happening. So I would feel the same with Splatter You because we feel the same. When, when you get these slashers that not a lot of people have heard of that affected us and we can talk about them with someone else, it's exciting because it's like we can share the happiness that this movie brought us because it's so much fucking fun. And yeah. I, like I said, when you guys gave me the list, what movie do you want to talk about? My face went right to Splatter You. I was like, yes. That's the one we got to do. We have to do Splatter University. And Ken, that is why you are our people, my friend. And as our people, you are always welcome on the show anytime you would like. So please tell our listeners again, if they want a little first-time horror, where can they go? Go, go uh, Sledgehammer Horror on Instagram, Sledgehammer Horror, H-O-R, on Twitter, and then YouTube.com slash Sledgehammer Horror. Make sure if you're liking what you're seeing, subscribe. Um, leave me some comments on people you would like to see. Make sure you're checking out these guys' episode. We had a lot of fun on that episode um, talking about their first horror movie. And uh, I'm just so honored that I get to do this and get to meet cool people. And it's it's such a blast. You guys were talking about this is something that we are all having fun doing this. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to meet you guys. I can't wait to come out there next year and you know be there in person for one of these Friday night frights. I hope that I'm still... God willing, able to come out and see this stuff in person and be a part of what you guys are doing. I love what you guys are doing. Um, you know, still supporting local cinema, still getting people in there so we can help these people. It's it's amazing. You know, people we all took for granted cinema yeah. before this. You know, and it's something I talk about often. You know, me and my wife, I set up a huge projector down in my living room. You know, I bought a projector screen 
for my living room. So me and my wife could still have Friday night date nights and go down there and just pick a random movie off Prime or Tubi or yep. Netflix and still have our popcorn and watch a movie together. Because it's something that's something we all took for granted in this world that, you know, we always think that everything is always permanent and it's always going to be. And now we got these a lot of local theaters that are scared about opening mm-hmm. back up that they're not going to survive. So you guys are doing a great thing by helping these guys thrive. And, you know, on a local business level and as a horror fan, you guys are doing an amazing thing helping these guys out. And they're doing an amazing thing helping you. So please continue to help out that local business and keep it thriving for them. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. And you know what? Thank you for letting us pop your uh, guesting cherry. No, oh man, I, I've thought about that. I've never Ugh. been more excited about the thought of two guys popping my cherry. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to go that far, but yeah. Well, now, now that the uh... while we're on that subject, we got a blessed dumpster hole. Yeah, that's right. And that's the best way to say we will continue our look into higher education and horror next week, which. I know we've got a one lined up, but we still got to figure out yeah. when and where, so we're not going to announce it yet. But again, Ken, thank you for coming on. Thank you all for listening. And until next week, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Blessed be the dumpster. En nominus refuse. <laughs> <laughs>